Hey y'all, welcome back to the Impact Defense Podcast, Season 2, Episode 7. All right, guys, in this episode, we're going to talk about common mistakes in self-defense training. When you're learning self-defense, you need to have a very good, well-rounded look and approach at self-defense. Mm-hmm. You can't just look at it like it's a fight. And that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. All right, but don't forget about our sponsor in this episode of the podcast, which is Hold Fast by Caruso. <laughs> it's a very professional voice there, Kylie. Why, thank you. I honestly try. <laughs> yeah, Whole Fast has a lot of very neat, good products. Uh, Kylie's got the In God We Trust shirt on uh, with the shield. I really like that one. I'm wearing the uh, Iron Sharpens Iron Hold Fast shirt. Um, really good. Check them out in the link in the description. All right, common mistake number one. It's an overemphasis on fancy techniques. Yeah, so a lot of people, when they do a self-defense seminar or start teaching self-defense, they're doing stuff that is entirely too difficult to learn, mm-hmm. especially if it's a seminar. And like too many steps. Yeah, too. entirely too many steps. If you have a lot of steps, uh, then you're going to have a hard time actually being able to really, really make that work. Mm-hmm. When your body produces adrenaline, it's a great and awesome, wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. You don't feel everything. Right. Uh, one of the biggest thing that I bring up in that respect is one of my MMA fights. Uh, I fought this guy. We went three rounds. At the end of the fight, I didn't even realize I had gotten hit at all. <laughs> and the next morning, and I said something to my brother about it, and, and he was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the next morning, I get up, and my bru- my sides are completely and totally bruised because after he had had me on the ground, he had just he hit me in the ribs a lot. I didn't even realize it because of that adrenaline. Mm-hmm. Um, adrenaline makes you not feel some things. If you are not super highly sensitive to pressure points, you will not feel them at all when it comes when adrenaline hits. So that is really good. But what adrenaline also does is it kills your fine motor skills. And if you're training to do these super complicated, crazy things, you are not actually going to be able to pull that off against an attacker who, uh, number one, is really seriously, aggressively trying to hurt you. Mm -hmm. And number two, uh, you have that adrenaline flowing through your veins. And you also have to think about the person that's never done like any martial arts before and never done like any type of steps or. Yeah, especially like in a self-defense seminar kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, I mean, these so if we're looking outside of just classes, yeah, regular classes, regular people that are just wanting to know about self-defense and the basic idea, not just, not just like a whole overarching. All right, this is how you do this: step one, step two, step three, step ten, yeah, all the way through there, and they're just like, huh? Yeah. All right, common mistake in self-defense training number two would be neglecting that mental preparedness. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see this constantly and it drives me absolutely crazy because everybody just looks at a self-defense situation like it's a fight. They don't talk about like awareness. They don't talk about, they don't uh, talk about the things to prevent the fight in the first place. Yeah. They they never talk about that kind of stuff. It's like, Hey, if I'm walking through and some dude jumps out of the bushes and uh, grabs me or jumps out from around the corner, you know, and and grabs me uh, or something, then this is what, this is the technique that I'm going to do. If we are, you know, mentally, and situationally aware of the things that are going on around us, you're a whole lot less likely to be picked as a uh, victim to begin with. Yes. You know, or pick, picked as a target to begin yes. with. You love that word. I love it so much. But statistics show that um, you are 
most likely going to be a victim if you're the person that's like on your phone with two earbuds in and just not carrying yourself in a way that makes you seem confident. Well, let's say picked as a target instead of just victim because you're not necessarily, if you even if you're picked as a target, you're not necessarily going to be a victim because you might be the victor in that situation. <laughs> you know, uh, so... The, yeah, the big thing is there that we're making sure that we're paying attention to the things that are going on around us and everything else. And the, the other things, you know, and we talked about this when we had Dr. Sharice Johnson on here. If you actually defend yourself, then you may have like a little bit of regret for mm-hmm. what you may have done to someone. It's, it's mm-hmm. very possible. You also, uh, if you fail to do so, you may have regret. We also need to talk about that flight, fight, freeze, or fawn. Mm-hmm. You know, we have those those four things that can happen, uh, which that really needs to be a podcast all to itself. We could do an episode on that at some point in time yeah. as well. Common mistake number three, failure to actually practice realistic scenarios. Yeah, we go back to that whole idea of just somebody jumping out uh, from the bushes or something. And ambush attacks do happen, but it's not like that's every single attack. A lot of times right. it's a coercion. Uh, sometimes it is, and especially statistically speaking, in the case of females, it is almost always somebody that they know. Yeah. They have been groomed in some form or fashion. Yeah. So, Which people, I think, like neglect to, to say that. Yeah, especially in training. People don't look at it like that, and they don't think about that, and they don't address that. Grooming is a huge thing. It doesn't matter. We've talked about grooming in the aspect of, like, human trafficking. But Mm -hmm. grooming can be in the aspect of so many other crimes. You know, Mm -hmm. you could be groomed out of your money. You could be groomed, uh, you know, and then raped. You could be groomed and just all kinds of things. They can use grooming for all kinds of things, not just human trafficking and take you away. Uh, There's all kinds of different crimes that can be committed purely by grooming you first. Right. But when we are looking at ambush attacks, so many people don't take into effect, well, let's say, like looking back at the one previously and saying like uh, adrenaline and, and anything that goes on mentally, you know, as well. Uh, and mentally and emotionally and all these things, they, they're going to affect how you're going to feel in that situation. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you need to understand like how to do this, but then not ever putting someone in a high stress kind of scenario in the training. That's, that's detrimental to their ability to actually protect themselves because you've got to get it to a point where you can actually do the technique first. And we, we go back to our first thing, keeping things simple. Even then, if someone's rather untrained or whatever, we want to be able to do it well first. And then we need to actually do it in a realistic way to where you get some realistic feedback. We talk about often in our classes that if you grab somebody and you don't grab them hard. You kind of grab them easy because you're being nice. Then what you're doing is you're setting them up for failure if it's actually if it actually ever happens in a real life situation. Because somebody's going to think either number one that it's easy to get out of, or number two that they are Superman or Superwoman, and you know <laughs> they cannot be held in this position. And the truth is, it doesn't matter. You can be held in that position, and you need to learn how to work through it and work on it. So mm-hmm. we have to constantly increase the level of pressure that we are working on in order to make it realistic and also one thing that i think they also neglect is your attacker may be a man but also may be a woman it's possible yeah 
All right, common mistake in self-defense training number four. We go back to, I think this was what, the, the second episode of our season? Either third. Second or third episode of the season. Yeah. We were talking about the importance of physical fitness and self-defense and my biggest failure. You know? But again, we you know that is something that we have been working on tremendously. We mm-hmm. just got done with another very big workout right before the uh-huh. podcast. <laughs> uh, a lot of these episodes are being recorded. Uh, we kind of scheduled this. Like we get we get together, we do a workout, we we work out really hard, and then it's it's workout. And then after it's, we're wiped out, we do a podcast because yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it's great. Wakes <laughs> the brain up. I think it's really good. Wakes the brain up. Yeah. So, you know, you mentioned running away. That is a that's a big thing. You know, if you can run away, if you can't run more than fifty feet without being winded, then that is a bad thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Also, if you can't fight for you know, a couple minutes, that's also a bad thing. Right. You know, uh, self-defense situations, you might need to be able to, you might need to run. You might need to fight for longer than, you know, two seconds. Right. I, I, I get really aggravated with people who are like, ah, oh, you know, don't worry about if I hit them, all I do is hit them one time. And <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> okay, some people can take a shot, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I fought for a while. I know some people can really take a shot and I'm really <laughs> shocked at how hard you can hit somebody and they can stare back at you. And then you hit other people and they're done, you know, yeah. with that one. Shot. So, you know, you, you can't just count on being able to hit somebody one time and ending the thing. This whole end of fight in three seconds kind of bull crap does not really work in the vast majority of cases. Sorry, but it's the <laughs> truth. You need to have a good foundation in physical fitness in order to realistically defend yourself. Yep. Common mistake number five. <laughs> I was doing this like it's a countdown or something. Relying solely on techniques and not on strategy. Oh, man, we've talked about this a lot, too. So if you go somewhere and you say, okay, I'm going to learn self-defense and it's all technique based and it's not all about awareness, avoidance, you know, and all of these things first before Mm -hmm. it ever comes up. to, And it's more than just a mention, you know, it's like, oh, be aware of your surroundings, avoid anything that's possible, run if you can. And that'd be the end of the talk. (laughs) You know, uh, I think uh, entirely too many times working with some people, that's been the kind of thing. It's like, oh, boom, 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 here are these three things. And you're good if they actually mention those three things at all. Most of the time, it's, all right, this attacker comes up, grabs your wrist. (laughs) So we want to have really good strategies behind doing certain things, uh, making sure that we are paying attention to things that are going around us, know Mm -hmm. our exits if you're in a building, Uh, all of these things where it's just this kind of... Make a game plan if you feel unsafe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, there's strategies for everything. I took a bodyguard course, a third-party protector course, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I took one of those, and it was really interesting because, my gosh, at the level of what they look at in these situations is really, really interesting. I mean, when you're talking about driving, uh, you're talking about the, the types of rooms that you might would pick. Uh, if you're going to be staying somewhere, uh, just, I mean, is, is very in-depth, very strategic in everything that they're doing to keep people safe. And when you're trying to keep yourself safe as well, you need to make sure that you are kind of having a strategy to what you're doing and not just looking at techniques. Mm-hmm. Common mistake number six in self-defense training would be not considering any legal <laughs> ramifications. <laughs> This is this is another big thing. We teach concealed carry at Impact Defense. So this is a big thing that we talk about, you know, every time I'm teaching that class, I'm constantly t- talking about There's legal implications. There's a point where you can go overboard. Yeah. 
So there is a whole, and this is probably a, a decent idea. I think we've touched on it before in a podcast, but that whole ladder of, ladder of aggression thing and kind of making sure that you don't go so far over yeah. you know if uh like in your case if somebody comes up and, and steals your purse and you grab them and you beat the ever-living <laughs> crap out of them you know then you've probably gone too far yeah <laughs> so understanding that you can only go so far depending on what they do to you if it is a lethal you know threat then yeah. you can respond with lethal force right but if they take your purse you can't stab that's them. not that's not worth like beating the ever-living crap out well i mean i was going over. all the way to lethal force you can't use lethal a lethal response to a non-lethal threat right so remember these types of things we you can be prosecuted and honestly even even in a scenario where somebody comes up and attacks you and you defend yourself even if you don't go beyond those lines, you still could possibly be sued or charged and then have to fight that case legally right. uh, in defending yourself. And that's why there are legal insurances out there. <laughs> I mean, there are self-defense insurances out there yeah. and things that, that, that will help you in, that, in those situations. Shout out to U.S. Law Shield. Yeah, yeah, U.S. Law Shield's awesome. Actually, if you look in the link in the description, we will try to make sure we have a link to a uh, U.S. Law Shield. I think it's one of the most affordable and important plans, mm -hmm. uh, you know, to have something along those lines. So just as a summary or recap, whatever word you prefer, don't do fancy techniques. Don't neglect the mental preparedness. Don't forget about practicing realistic scenarios. Don't overlook physical fitness. Don't forget about the strategy. And finally, don't forget about the legalness. <laughs> the legalness? The legalness. How about the legal Im implications or ramifications or something like that? Yeah, all those big words. Okay. All right. Uh, so anyway, guys, thank you very much for listening to the podcast. We talked a while back, really, when it was when we started to get this kind of set up with the microphones and everything and sounding a lot better. Uh, we had several people comment saying, hey, you, know, you guys are sounding a whole lot better with all of this stuff. Uh, we are in that still in that same thing and we've had podcast about it with talking about net constant and never ending improvement mm -hmm. last podcast and now starting with this podcast we actually have someone else who is now training as a producer i'm not trying to produce and do everything on the fly all of a sudden yep. so this is making my life a whole lot easier and making it easier to think about what i am trying to say while we're doing this so Instead of, uh, oh yeah i gotta press this button and then then this button and then Make sure that volume is correct. Yes, exactly. So well, shout out oh, to yeah. our new producer, Luke. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the podcast. Stay safe, stay alert, and we'll see you in the next one. See you guys.